We're finishing up a series that we've been working on for six months. I know not all of you have been here all the Wednesdays I've been here. Uh, so let me do the, uh, uh, remember when you saw like the thorn birds and even if you came in on week 23, they sort of <laughs> caught you up? Well, well, I'll do my best. So the idea is uh, talking about wakening up the planet, wakening up our own consciousness, if you will. And we, we had uh, one Wednesday night where we talked about really wakening our heart to its spiritual magnificence. We, we had one Wednesday night where we talked about waking our minds up to new possibilities and new ways of thinking. We had one Wednesday night where we actually woke up to our responsibilities also, right? With, with enlightenment comes responsibility. And, and today I want to talk a little bit about then how we can stay awake. Because one of my fears or one of my concerns is that uh, after the enlightenment, there are still dishes to do. Do, do you get where I'm coming from? Uh, you, you know, we, we can come here on, on Sunday or on Wednesday and, and get great inspiration and feel really, uh, how do I want to say it, almost emboldened to go forward in our spiritual nature. And then, you know, if you're like me, the string trimmer died today while I was out in the yard and I'm, you know, kind of kicking the dirt clods and uh, wondering why the heck my life suddenly took a turn that I hadn't imagined and that wasn't particularly wanted. And so my, my idea is, for tonight's talk is, how do we maintain, if you will, our, our grip, our, our impetus to remain spiritual beings even when there are dishes to do, even when things don't go the way that we want them to, even when life intrudes in ways that are unpleasant. Well, first of all, I don't think it is our job to leave humanity behind. I mean, when we say, as we often do in Science of Mind, that we're a spiritual being having a human experience, I think that's totally on purpose. I think there's a, a plan, a pro probably not one that I could lay out for you, it being God's plan, uh, but I think that we're here in these human bodies for a reason. Otherwise, we, we all could just be on the spiritual plane doing the spiritual thing, and we, we certainly wouldn't have a, a need of, uh, you know, matter and lawnmowers and string trimmers uh, if we were just existing on that, on that spiritual plane. So I think my thesis statement is, it isn't about undoing this, right? Uh, there's, uh, well, well, in fact, I do have a couple ideas. <laughs> uh, bear with me here. I do actually have a couple ideas of why it might be the way it is. First of all, I think God enjoys us having fun. I think that one of the ways that God gets God's enjoyment is the delight of a child, is, the, is, is us humans doing the things that humans do that bring such poignant joy to our lives, that, that perhaps only through these you know, five senses that we have could be that vibrant or that interesting. And so, so part of God's plan, and again, I'm speculating here as, as only perhaps I can, and hopefully you're minorly interested, I think that we're here in these human bodies to serve a grand and beautiful purpose of experiencing joy, of having fun, of peaceful existence, of navigating through some of the tough times together so that on the other side of it, there's peace and bliss and joy. And I think that God enjoys that. In fact, if we define God as all there is, 
Well, God, of course, is enjoying it because we're enjoying it. We're here to get more out of life. We're here to experience that, that fruitfulness of being alive and that, that zest of life. And so as we experience it, of course, God is experiencing it as well. So it isn't about removing ourselves to that proverbial hermit's cave and sitting in the full lotus position and just like letting go of the human part of us so that we can experience the spiritual part of us. Now, I absolutely think it's the beautiful merging of the two that is our job here. So it isn't to put aside our humanity so that we can uh, be better spiritual beings. It's that delicious melding of the two that I'm most interested in. So it isn't about letting ourselves go back asleep again. It isn't about us just being the, the human animals that just do what's in front of us. But nor is it removing ourselves to that cave where we only contemplate the spiritual. It's balance. So how do we bring better balance into our lives? How do we not get distracted completely from the spiritual by the stuff that comes our way? There's always more stuff coming our way, isn't there? There's the, the lawn that needs to be taken care of. There are the, the kids that need new school clothes. There are the, you know, the car that needs to be worked on. And now i got to try to find some line for the string trimmer. And it's a really old <laughs> string trimmer. So, you know, who knows where I'll find that. So it's so easy to get distracted. How, how do we bring balance to it? Well, I found a quote that I liked from Ernest Holmes that I wanted to share because I think it can give us a clue as to how we might go about this process. He says the whole, this is from the Science of Mind textbook. He says the whole purpose of the Science of Mind is to reconcile the apparent separation of the spiritual world, which must be perfect, with the material world, which appears imperfect. The spiritual world is the cause of the material. So we are spiritual beings governed by mental law, and only that world can appear to us which we mentally perceive. So the, the first thing, the first little bit of this that I think is a great clue is Part of that balance is making sure that the spiritual part of it is the creative part of it. Because if the spiritual part is going to create the physical, then I don't want to spend an undue amount of my time working on the physical plane to try to be creative. Right? That's a little bit like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It could be a, a full-time career, but the boat could be going down. So instead, I think we want to spend our creative part of things is imagining what it is we want, finding clarity around what's good for us, having some inner spiritual wisdom about who we are and what we want to be. Because if we spend our spiritual time on that, that high-level picturing of who we are, what we want to be, what life should be like, how we can get along with others, how we relate to other people, those, those high-level intentions, then the physical part of things suddenly becomes much easier because it has been brought about 
by that spiritual side. It is the creative force then that outpictures in our lives what we have pictured. All right, so let me use uh, a couple examples here. And the musicians in the room, I, uh, knowing who is going to be here tonight, I thought they would get a particular laugh out of this. So, um, so I'm taking piano lessons, I have to admit it. And, uh, <laughs> and over, Christmas, uh, over Christmas, I decided I should learn how to play some Christmas carols, right? It would only be natural. And, and so uh, my piano teacher and I picked out one that he said would be challenging but not too challenging, a silent night. And so it's in three-quarter time, and the first week I was working on it, he said, just work on the bass chords, right? So just one, two, three, one, two, three, and, and just go through the chord progression and make sure you've got that memorized, and then, you're already laughing, I know you are. <laughs> so, because I'm not a very accomplished pianist, believe me. <laughs> so, so I get that all down, and it actually sounded pretty good. And so the next week he said, all right, now this week, I just want you to do the melody, just silent night. Right, just and so I worked that out, and that was a little harder. There were some fingerings in it that were that seemed, you know, it's like some of my fingers suddenly work better than others, or it seemed to me anyway. But I struggled a bit, and sure enough, the next lesson, I was able to do the right hand part of it, and it was lovely. And then my teacher said, "We're going to spend the next four weeks on putting the two together." And you know what? It took four weeks. My theory or my idea is that we're a little bit like that in our spiritual nature and our physical nature. Uh, when we come here on Wednesday night or when we come here on Sunday and we're really focusing on the fundamentals of what it is to be spiritual and, and uh, you know, working on our prayers, working on visioning, taking classes, doing the things we need to be better spiritually and we're focusing on that completely, we make great progress. And my suggestion is when we're out in the world and, you know, doing what we need to do. I mean, I'm going to be an expert on string trimmers by the end of the week. I assure you, I may have to buy a new one, in which case I'll get consumer reports out and figure the whole night. I mean, don't get me wrong. I put my mind to it and I will get there. But putting the two together, yikes. So I want to use a longer example from my own life. Now, many of you know that I've been uh, successfully many years in a 12-step program, and I've shared that on a number of occasions. I don't think, though, that I've shared my early sobriety the first two years I was clean and sober. My partner was not. And so nearly every night, as I would be experiencing sobriety, I would have someone who was either drunk or stoned uh, sitting at the kitchen table and passed out on the floor and so on and so forth. And so my right hand playing the melody of my life was experiencing practitioner studies and very spiritual things going on, my, my own uh, really healing around uh, getting off of alcohol and seeing the world through a different set of lenses. Truly, the melody of my life was in great shape. And... 
the physical nature of what was going on was not pleasant, as the police would show up at my house and, and uh, impound one of our cars for drunken driving, and uh, um, uh, we would get notices in the mail that he would have to appear in court, and, uh, and there would be nights when he wouldn't come home and I'd be calling hospitals. So here, the left hand is having to deal with a lot of stuff even as the right hand, right? Trying to concentrate on that melody of the divine. This is a balancing act. But I will tell you, if we lose sight of the melody, do the chords almost matter? If we lose sight of where we're going, if we lose sight of those really intentional things that we want for ourselves, those intentional ideas of love, of joy, of, uh, of harmony, of equanimity. If, if we compromise on those in order to get stuff done in the world, where are we in the end? I think we're back on that Titanic. We're getting the chairs all lined up to be just beautiful, right? And don't you say, if any of you are familiar with uh, families where alcohol and drugs are involved, oftentimes that's what it seems like. All we can manage to do is to get the chairs lined up and the house clean and things like that. But that's not the melody of our lives. That's coping. And so back to our idea of how we do this balance. How, how do we become successful at being both spiritual and a human being? I think it is the spiritual side of us needs to set the direction. The spiritual side of us needs to know what it is we want to be when we grow up. The spiritual side of us needs to understand what's important here. Is it love? Is it joy? Why am I here on this planet? That's where the clarity needs to come from. That's where the direction needs to come from. That's where the, the dominion over our existence needs to come from. And then, and only then, we start taking steps in the world. And the steps suddenly, if you do that, start becoming simpler, I think, because with each step you ask yourself, am I getting further to or further away from that which I desire? Is, is taking this action, does it get me closer to that idea and that uh, predominant desire of love and peace and joy? Does bailing him out of jail get me closer to those steps of self-awareness and, step, uh, and self-enlightenment? Or does it actually take me a step further behind. Now, now each of us is going to answer these questions differently. Each of us has different issues. Each of us has different sets of dishes to wash, <laughs> if, you, if we want to go back to that metaphor. We all have our own lives to lead. But my question is, who's in the driver's seat? Is it your spiritual self or is it your human self? And that's where I would think that we need to begin looking at the examples of, of how we want to do that balance game. So I did manage to bring a joke for you, and let's give that a shot here, and then we'll finish up today, I think. First of all, it's about balance. God went missing for six days. Eventually, Michael, the archangel, found him resting. He inquired, 
Where have you been, mister? God sighed a deep sigh of satisfaction, proudly pointed downwards through the clouds. Look, look what I made. Michael looked puzzled and said, what is it? Well, it's a planet, replied God, and I've put life on it. I'm going to call it Earth, and it is going to be a place of perfect balance. Balance required Michael, still confused. God explained by putting to different parts of the earth. For example, northern Europe will be a place of great opportunity and wealth, while the southern Europe is going to be poor. Over there, I've placed a continent of white people, and over here is the continent of black people. There will be balance in all things. God continued pointing to different areas. Here it will be extremely hot. Over there it will be cold and covered with ice. The archangel was impressed by God's work and then pointed down to a small land area, a perfect verdant green. What's that part? Ah, uh, said God, that's Washington State. It's a most glorious place. There are beautiful mountains, rivers, and streams, lakes, and forests. The people from Washington State are handsome, modest, intelligent, and humorous. Truly, it is a land of great blessing. Michael gasped in wonder and admiration, but then proclaimed, well, what about this balance thing? You said there would be balance. God smiled and said, well, there is another Washington in D.C. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> so how can we begin this idea of balance in our lives? I think we can take it uh, situationally. So next time you find yourself in a situation where things are not going as you would desire or not going the way you would expect, rather than reacting, begin by engaging your spiritual self. Begin by asking yourself, what is my vision around this area of my life? So, so skip up above the situation that just happened. So whether it's your string trimmer that broke or a, a, one of those red-colored envelopes that comes now and then that says you're overdrawn, whatever the, the situation that's bugging you is, let's step above it and say, how do I view my life in this area? Is it filled with love? Is it filled with abundance? Is it filled with, uh, I don't know, great promise or, or great capabilities? Then ask yourself, there's a variety of decisions here, right? I could pay the bill, I could not pay the bill. I could pay part of the bill. I could pay, you know, I could call and make payment arrangements. I could throw the string trimmer away. I could try to find the string for it. I could try to fix it, right? We have all these varieties of things, but before you make your decisions in the physical world, where are you called spiritually? So around areas of abundance, how do you see yourself? Spiritually, of course, you are fully free and abundant, financially sound, absolutely secure in the universe. So would taking this step in the world take you closer to that ideal or would it take you further away from it. Now, sometimes you may not have a perfect answer to this, and that's not okay. Part of life is experimentation. I think that's one of the other reasons that, that God gave us these amazing vehicles and this amazing planet to wander around in is that we get to find our way. We get to experiment a little bit, and that's okay. After you've made a few of these kind of choices, you'll learn more about yourself, your spiritual self, and more about the world. 
But let us go to that place of spiritual inquiry before we start making the decisions. Will this decision take me closer to love and abundance? Will it bring more joy and happiness? Will it begin fulfilling more of my idea of who I am and how I want to live my life? Or does it take me a step backwards or two? So that is how I begin defining this idea of balance between the spiritual and the physical. We all have our, our lives to be operating these bodies, to be navigating the channels of uh, um, everything from love and relationships to, to work, to retirement, to raising families and children. We have all of these opportunities, but is it the stuff that's making the decision or is it our spiritual self that has that roadmap? So I have a bit of homework for you tonight. I think it might be a little bit fun, actually. Um, so those of you who like journaling, it could be a fun journaling experience. Those of you who maybe have uh, a prayer partner or someone close to you that would be interested in some of these things, um, you might wanna do it verbally with them. But what I would like you to do is a bit of a life review. And by that, I mean take a look at your life Take a look at the things that are going well and some of the things that are not going so well and ask yourself in those areas, is it your spiritual side in charge or is it your human side in charge? And, uh, and I think it might be useful to see it in terms of reversals because I think about the only way that we really get in trouble on this whole life thing is when we get it really backwards. When we begin allowing the stuff and the things of the life to begin changing our definition of ourselves and what we want. So if you find yourselves in that position, if you find yourselves of saying, well, because I have this job, then I need to become this thing. Or because I am a mom, I have to change who I am. That is usually a sign that we've got things backwards. So again, normally we look for ourselves, our idea of who we are, where we want to go. That's first. Then we begin rearranging our life, taking steps in the direction of what we want. Make sense? Okay, so minor life review, and I think it would be useful really to look at some of the things that are going really well as in addition to the things that aren't going so well, and then ask yourselves, who's in charge, my spiritual self or my human self? And is that perhaps why things are working well in some areas and not well in other areas? I'm going to close today with a final quote from Ernest Holmes. Uh, this one comes out of uh, his book, Ideas of Prayer. He says, very simple things you and I must believe. They're very simple, fundamental things. We are spiritual beings in a spiritual universe governed by laws of intelligence. The law of mind in action is the final law you and I have to throw out all those things that we have accumulated throughout years of unbelief. We should get right back again to that simple spot in our own heart. 
It is normal to have faith. It is natural to believe. It is right to love people. It is good to praise everything because hidden in everything, there is a spiritual seed of perfection. There is something that responds to us through our thought. Let us pray. There's one power, one presence, one life, one goodness. There is only this thing that I call God. That is that spiritual nature that is within us all. It is both the, the manifest universe as well as our own consciousness. This, this is God. And I know it means me. I know that my consciousness is part of God's consciousness. That God's love is here for me to experience and to share. The abundance and riches of the universe are mine too to cherish and use. Love, peace, joy, happiness, all of God's gifts are here for each one of us as we set our sights on them, as we take dominion over our own abilities to understand what is right for us, the choices that we make that will truly bring us closer to our heart's desire. So for each person here, I claim that willingness to, to really um, understand our own spiritual needs, what are important to us. Is it love? Is it peace? Is it joy? And as we use this clarity to formulate a picture of our lives, then, then we take action. Then the human part of us moves forward, taking steps in the direction of that most holy intention of our lives. And I'm simply grateful for this. I'm grateful in knowing how it works, grateful in perceiving this balance in all things, just grateful to be here with the hearts, the hands, the minds of God itself. And so in gratitude I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here tonight. So glad you were here. Thank you.